Are you a fanatic? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Fanatic Life Podcast. Here are your hosts, John Gunter and Jamie Tipton. We're back, baby, and we brought you a little something. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Fanatic Life Podcast. Not just all of you, but also my co-host, Jamie Tipton. Jamie, it's great to have you back, man. What's been going on? Glad to be here. <laughs> not doing good. You're freezing up first day back. <laughs> doing good, doing good. Giving people what they want, which of course is more me. But, you know, here we are. Well, I, I understand, and and I appreciate that because people had really rallied outside my house, you know, asking, you know, with signs, hey, you know, where's Jamie? Hey, you know, uh, get him back or I will no longer listen, that type of thing. And so <laughs> it was probably my like, where's the other guy? <laughs> like, like, didn't you have another guy with you? What, what was his Where, name? Where's again? he at? <laughs> What'd you do with him? Right. Well, I explained when we came back, when I actually started, uh, I finally just decided, Hey, we've got to start getting something out. If we're going to keep doing this or just shut it down. Um, but so I explained, we had been, we had both had super crazy years, uh, me finishing up a master's moving to a different state uh, and you, you going back to school as well. And I know you've been, I know you've been uh, up to your eyeballs in that. Yeah. Supposedly this, this last semester that I just finished was the worst one of my degree. So. Hopefully it's smooth sailing from here on out. There you go. Well, you know, I think I remember from high school that they told us that about our like junior year. I also got that in college and both times the senior year was just as bad. I don't, I don't know if it was for you, but like I was, I was like in high school, I was still taking those, you know, we were at a small school, so we didn't have a lot of options, but the advanced classes or, you know, whatever the case may be, uh, physics or, uh, what I have advanced math. I don't remember what I had. Yeah. The the only advanced class I took was, was math because I was like, eh, I don't really need these for scholarships. I already was already set. And which I'm glad I took that semester of advanced math because that's all college algebra was. So I was like, all right, right. done. <laughs> right. Yeah. And my college algebra class, I took uh, at the local community college with a bunch of uh, people who graduated like, 10, 15 years before and you know we're hadn't done math in a while and i'm just like they're rattling off the answers and they're just looking at me like hadn't wrote anything down and i'm like yeah x is two how'd you get that <laughs> i just well, you you've always had a good memory though you will bring up stuff that you'd say hey remember when and i've got like nothing up here about it you know there's there's nothing happening nothing rattling around nothing kind of on the tip no uh, it's not there but you remember it yeah it's no surprise that there's nothing up there. <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not breaking any news to anyone. I don't think. I'll tell you, you're talking about uh, finding X. Uh, my my wife is going to take the uh, CPA exam, and today she asked me about an equation. You know, finding X and something, and I'm like, I stared at it for like a minute, and then I just handed it back to her. Like I've got nothing. I don't I don't know. You know, I don't know what it is or how to find it. So sorry. Yeah, anytime the the kids need help with math, my wife's like, uh, "You're you're, you're going to go have to ask Jamie." You know, she's like, "Go go ask him." He's, of course, I helped her through well, college least, algebra too, so it's like, 
Well, the thing was, I told my wife, I said, you know what? And I've never needed it since I left school. So, you know, I don't, I don't know what that says, but you know, I just haven't needed that. Yeah. It, it doesn't come up, you know, too much at the grocery store or whatever. And be like, I need 30 pounds of this to equal 15 pounds of this watermelon. And it just really doesn't, doesn't come into play too much. That's right. Yeah. We're, we're not changing, changing different uh, units of measure or anything like that. Hopefully. I, I don't need to find the circumference of this uh, eight inch cake. <laughs> Though you've thought about it. I know. Oh, it, it, it's eight inches. Trying to, trying to save a buck. <laughs> well, how, how big is the circumference on that thing, sir? Uh, well, actually, I, I can tell you how to find out right now. Let me tell you about a guy named Pythagorean. <laughs> <laughs> Pythagoras. His theory. Yeah, let's talk. And so that that's what today's episode is about, is this Pythagorean theorem. Welcome, everyone, to the Fanatic Life Podcast and Jamie's love of math. That, what a day. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, it was a little disturbing when you and I finally decided that, um, that you know, you could make it to this, this episode and we could line that out. Because I think the first thing you said to me was you wanted to kind of at least do a devil's advocate or rebuttal of my take on Cincinnati, which is okay. We're going to start off with fireworks, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so at least you've been listening uh, as I've done these solo shows. And, and before you just lay into me, let's remind everyone what I said last week. Does or did Cincinnati belong in that game with Alabama? I say absolutely not. And I'll, I'll explain why. Cincinnati got in because they were, I believe, the only undefeated team in college football. Now, there's a, a reason for that, and that is their strength of schedule was 92nd. That's 9-2 if you're keeping up at home. So for Cincinnati, you could focus and say, hey, we're the only undefeated team. Well, obviously, that doesn't matter <laughs> because, because you were undefeated because your, your strength of schedule was so terrible and then when you actually play someone strong, uh, like in Alabama, you get completely dominated. Well, there you go. Those were my words, and I still stand by them today. And I just want to hear what you have to say about that, Jamie Tipton. Well, it's not so much that I disagree with your take on Cincinnati. <clears throat> Excuse me. But my take is more of a, who else deserved to be there? You had the number five team that was a one-loss Notre Dame team. Their one loss to, was to that Cincinnati team. And then you just had a whole slew of two-loss teams. And, yeah, you might have had a better matchup with, like, an Ohio State or maybe even Oklahoma State or Baylor, but you had all these people at Cincinnati going, well, we were undefeated. Why didn't we get our shot? This is more of, okay, you got your shot. This is what happened. You know, it's <clears throat> instead of having that situation like you had with UCF a few years back where they went 13-0 and and claimed to be national champions, you don't have that with Cincinnati now. Cincinnati got to play with the big boys. And, you know, they got beat by Alabama, which, in my opinion, there's a significant drop-off from 
Alabama and Georgia to the rest of the top 10. Oh, absolutely. So to to me, if you'd have substituted any other team in there with Cincinnati, it more than likely would have been the same outcome. So give Cincinnati their shot. They did have a good season. They did beat two top 25 teams. Whether, you know, it was Notre Dame and Houston, which Houston normally has a pretty good, pretty good team, you know, regardless of that they're a group of five, which I mean, Houston and Cincinnati are going to be in big 12 in what a year or two, which that's not saying too much because it's the the big 12. <laughs> it's the big 12 without Oklahoma and Texas right. too. I mean, which the only other team I would have thought you probably could have if Oklahoma state, I think if they would have beaten Baylor in the big 12 championship game, you'd have had Oklahoma state versus Alabama. That's yeah. my take. Yeah, but I think so. Still, I think it would have been. It'd probably been the same score, if not worse. Right. And and I think that's probably the, the important thing here is how do you define, you know, uh, did they belong? How do you define, you know, uh, you know, who played there? Because I agree. And I said that in that episode that. You know, I, I don't think it matters because anyone else would have done the same thing. I I can't think of any team that would have been competitive there. I'm I'm just glad that it was the semifinal game, so uh, Georgia and Alabama have to play each other. You know, for the the finals because you know, say if Michigan and Cincinnati would have played uh, for um, uh, for the semifinals, then whoever won out of Alabama and Georgia had an easy game. And so it, it's it's one of those things where all right, well, how are you defining whether they uh, should have been there, whether they you know made the case? And so what what you're saying is exactly right, and it's, it's my thoughts too that it wouldn't have changed anything. So this is how I look at it. So after I, I posted that episode, I started looking around, and I, I was particularly interested in seeing uh, kind of what Cincinnati people thought. So I was listening to some podcasts there, and I came across an Andy Staples. Uh, I've never listened to him before. Uh, a podcast with uh, Ari Wasserman and Ari was talking the same. I mean, they made the same show I made basically. And I'm sure a bunch of people did all over the country because you're reacting to to what you just saw, but he, he threw out this stat. Now he he said Cincinnati belongs and that, uh, he said that, but he also said he talked about the drop off that you just t- uh, talked about as well. And so he pulled the stats on it. So from the year 2000 on, only three teams have won the national championship game that didn't have a um, a top five signing class in the last four years. And that might have been, he might have even said top three. I think he said top five signing class. And the three that did had top 10 signing classes. And so here are the three that were the outliers. Clemson with Deshaun Watson. You had Auburn with Cam Newton. And then you had Clemson again with Trevor Lawrence and again, all top 10, you know, very highly recruiting, you know, uh, and everything. So when I look at this and say, Hey, does Cincinnati should Cincinnati have played in this game? I say no from a standpoint of, did they play a schedule hard enough? Did they show that they belonged in this? And I'll just, I'll just tell you this right now. So if we go back to, 2017. We'll just go back 2017 since we've had a COVID year. We've had super seniors and all that good stuff. Uh, this is where Cincinnati has recruited. In 17, they were 63rd 
in 18, 49th, 1966. In 2020, they were 41st, and in 2021, they were 45th. Now, listen listen where they were in the AAC. First, first, second, first, third. So, you know, you have a you have a team there that that is recruited better than anyone in their conference. And so they come out of that conference with no losses. Uh, but, you know, it, they're still they're not nearly on the level of, well, a lot of the teams that could have been in there. Like even like an Oklahoma State who, like you said, if they would have won, would have probably played that game. And again, to me, that doesn't change anything. It even, like I said on the episode, it doesn't change anything as far as Cincinnati could have had the perfect day and they could have won, you know, because we see that all the time in sports. Uh, if you think back to, I think it was 2012, 2014, somewhere in there, Oklahoma played against Alabama and I just knew Alabama was going to run all over them like they always do. Oklahoma had a, a quarterback and it was named Trevor Knight. He was about, I think, career, he was a 55% passer. That is terrible. That is not that is not an accurate passer uh, for college, you know, much less the pros. Well, the night they played Alabama, he was on it. He threw, I think his, his stats at the end of the game was he was 73% accurate. I mean, everything he threw was dropping, you know, right where it needed to, which wasn't him. And so all the time in sports, we see upsets. We root for them on, you know, during especially March Madness and things like that. But I look at Cincinnati and say, yeah, you could have won. You know, anybody could have gotten their shot. And I think that's kind of the, the way you're approaching it. Kind of saying, hey, they got their shot and we kind of see what they did now. But when I look at it, I say, well, man, you haven't recruited, you know, even in the even in the top 30 any year. You know, you didn't play anyone. Your your signature win is Notre Dame, who didn't beat anyone. And that I recorded the podcast before they played their bowl game. Now you can argue about whether bowl games mean anything anymore other than the, the semifinals and finals. But so Notre Dame played two ranked teams this year and they lost both of them, one to Cincinnati and then one to um, uh, to Oklahoma State. And so your 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 signature win there, that's real questionable, too. And so. I could have gone on a, a rant about Notre Dame and, and how they get put up there highly, uh, but but I didn't. I left that out, just saying, you know, listen, I'm not sure how good they were. Yeah, Notre Dame. Notre Dame to me is one of the more overrated schools. Uh, not taking away anything from the program, like in the '90s, they were one of the dominant programs. I mean, but they have. I think being out of a conference has hurt them more than it has helped them. If they were to join the big 10 or the ACC, I think you would probably see Notre Dame's prestige rise, Mm -hmm. which, you know, ACC needs all the help they can get, you know, Florida state and Miami can ever get things on track. I mean, that would be a, another conference that you would have that would be producing through, two to three good teams each year, you know, kind of like the big 10 and the sec does. Uh, I'm not sure what's going out West in the pac 12. Uh, I don't think they do either. <laughs> big 12. Well, let me, let me just show you this. And I'll, I'll just say something about Notre Dame. You know, the, the thing in the, in the nineties at least was, you know, they had the deal with, wasn't it NBC? I, they, I think they still have that deal with NBC. 
Okay, well, there you go. And and so it was like, we don't need to split money with anyone, right. you know? So yeah. it's kind of that push, you know, whereas, you know, now conferences are getting paid, especially like the SEC. Uh, and so there wasn't that much incentive, but I agree completely with you. They need to be in a conference. And I'm going to show you something real quick. Can you see that? And I know you guys can't see that, but in the, uh, in the last 10 major bowl games that Notre Dame has played in, so we're talking about, their last 10 BCS slash New Year's Six games, they are 0 and 10. Their, their last major bowl win, you know, however, uh, the Sporting News is who posted this. The last major bowl win was the 1994 Cotton Bowl. That's reaching way back. What were we doing in 94? I think I think we kind of covered that in our, our summer issue of, of all the baseball movies we watched. Uh, but But yeah, I mean... You just have to ask, all right, well, why is Notre Dame up there to begin with? And that and that's part of the problem is because just like I, I kept using the example of Louisiana, not LSU, Louisiana, and even UT San Antonio creeping in to the top 25. For why? No reason at all. They're terrible. Don't belong in the top 50. I don't care what their record is. You know, they're not the top in the top 25. But Notre Dame, because they're Notre Dame. And even when they don't beat anyone, you know, they end up uh, up there. And so, so part of the decision was, like you said, who's getting, who's getting in. And you have Notre Dame sitting there, which I think they were the next in, right? Yeah, they were number five. They were number five. And so obviously you put Cincinnati in because they, they beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame. But Notre Dame shouldn't have been up there either. Right. And back to Louisiana, I think they finished the season with one loss. I'm not sure about their bowl game. Um, and one their one, I believe their one loss was to Texas, like the first game of the year. Like they were both ranked in Texas. Oh yeah, that's right. That's that is right because because we played them uh, Arkansas versus Texas. Uh, yeah, that, and they were kind of holding on to that. You know, hey, we beat a ranked Louisiana team, and Texas ended up you know not as good as everyone thought either. So you know you can't you can't transfer all of these, you know, Hey, they scored this against this person or did this. I mean, you just can't do that in sports, but it's just, you just gotta be, I don't know. Logical is what I want to keep thinking of, but you would think at at this point we would kind of like be more serious about the top 25 because again, that impacts the end of the year. Oh, let's let you little UT San Antonio get in the top 25 for a little bit. And and then somebody beats them. Oh, they beat a top 25 team. Well, no, no, they did not. Yeah. But uh, we had them ranked there for some reason. I, I think the, the go-to should be like the ESPN does it, the, the football power index, which yeah. they take into account strength of schedule, quality wins, quality losses, you know, because I mean, Arkansas lost four games this year. Three of those four games we're top 10 teams, yeah. Ole Miss, Alabama, and Georgia. Mm-hmm. Now that fourth loss to Auburn, well, you know, everybody has a bad day. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was, that was following, was that following the Alabama game or the, I think it was following the Ole Miss game. Ole Miss. That's right. It played, played a hard Ole Miss game, lost by one, went for two. Uh, didn't get it there. And I understand from uh, hearing some Arkansas sports that, that KJ Jefferson was, was kind of banged up in that game in the Auburn game after, you know, playing so hard against Ole Miss. And 
I mean, of course you have that stuff week in and week out. And <laughs> what, what kills me though is, you know, every time we want to make a point, it's like, oh, we beat Alabama. Oh, people could say they were out with, they were, you know, they had the quarterback starting running back and top wide receiver out, but we beat them. You know, it's kind of like we can brush everything, you know, under the rug if it benefits our team. Uh, just like at the end of the game, I, I'm sure you've noticed this, that, you know, if you lose, you know, you beat yourself. They didn't beat you. <laughs> you know, most of the time, you know, a, an interception thrown is our quarterback threw a bad pass. Not the defensive back made a good play ever. You know, it's always because we have that, you know, feeling of I want control. And so we, we just never can let that go. It, it's always something we could have corrected. And, you know, we can look at it just from one one angle. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about it. Uh, about all that. And and what you're saying there is, is Arkansas lost to, you know, three top 10 teams. And again, that's what I'm talking about with Cincinnati. I mean, if, if the voters or whoever's doing all this, don't put Notre Dame at the top, they've got absolutely nothing and, and no other wins, no other good wins. Uh, unless, unless you're counting Houston again. And that's kind of the same deal for me. I mean, that's a, maybe not a good win, but a decent win, you know, it's kind of a, okay. They're, they're a decent program. They've, mm-hmm. they've come yeah. up, and I mean, they're probably one of the better group of five teams out there. But, yeah, if you'd have taken, you know, a 7-5 and five or 8-4 and four team out of the SEC or the Big Ten and stuck them in Conference USA or what that American Athletic Conference, whichever one they're in, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. AAC, AAC, yeah. But uh, they probably would have been undefeated as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's the deal is, you know, are we just going to reward programs for, uh, you know, like a Notre Dame who choose not to be in a conference or you have a, and again, we've already said that, that Cincinnati's moving uh, to the big 12, but I mean, <laughs> they're playing in a terrible conference that is just, you know, no, just no talent over there. It, you know, compared, uh, I'm not, I'm going to say nobody has any skill. Uh, they had some I think they had some really good like cornerbacks and stuff. Yeah, they were, they yeah not taking Cincinnati. Sauce had, Gardner Cincinnati and, had a, a good team and probably would have been, you know, if they'd have played, you know, in a lower tier bowl game, you know, they might have won it. You know, heck, if they'd have played mm-hmm. Arkansas the Outback Bowl, it might have been a better game. It mm-hmm. they'd have played Texas State instead of Mississippi State, they may have won that game. You know, it's Right. It just a lot of what ifs in sports, but I mean, like I said, I didn't have an issue with Cincinnati being there just because it's like, well, who else are you going to put there? Oh, absolutely. And then you also factor in the fact that you don't have to hear, well, we were undefeated. <laughs> yeah, that is annoying. I, I, I was kind of glad that's not the case this time. It's like, okay, but, here's your shot. Do with it yeah, what you can. Yeah, and here if it is. Been Al- if they would have beat Alabama, I'd have probably been on the Cincinnati bandwagon train like, yeah, let's win this <laughs> national championship. Come on guys. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm all for Alabama not being there year in and year out. But again, we have to face them in conference in division in conference. And so I, I just, I hate it for, you know, if, if some teams are kind of getting the easy way and then what, what kills me is, is really the, the comments from those same teams looking at, at our schedules and saying oh, they just don't play anybody like in Alabama, <laughs> you know, they're like, because, because of what, because of, we have a six and six, seven and five, you know, 
win loss record. Is that, is that it? Because we're playing a whole lot, you know, better quality, uh, higher ranks, uh, recruiting classes. I think Auburn pulled in even this year. I think they pulled in like the 13th best class in the nation and they were sixth in the sec. And that's nuts. And so, and that's why you see in the SEC, any, you know, in sports in general, people can jump up and get you any, any week, you know, any game. That's why you see in in the SEC, well, they have the skill to do it. Now, whether or not they've put it all together, you know, as a complete package throughout the season, that's one thing, but they absolutely have the skill to jump up and, and make things go their way. And so that, that's what we face week in and week out where some of these places just don't. And I'm, I, again, don't want to talk. Like uh, Cincinnati had no talent. They do. Uh, I think Sauce Gardner, I think the the stat on him was he, he, I think he started as a freshman. He never gave up a touchdown in his whole career there. It's just amazing. You know, and Alabama didn't have to throw. I think they threw at him like three times or something uh, and nothing, nothing came out of it. But Alabama, I think, could have just run every play and still won that game. That's, that's what it looked like and felt like anyway. But, but yeah, I agree with you. You know, who else are you going to put in there? And I said, if we'd have been on the podcast, you heard this, and I could have backed it up instead of you just, you know, saying, yeah, I don't believe you, John. But I said the first of this year, it was going to be a little kooky uh, in college football because of super seniors. Because that's what that's what a lot of these, these teams need that don't recruit like in Alabama. I think that's part of the reason you saw Alabama have just kind of a up and down year. They still, you know, did what they did. But... They, you know, they were kind of more up and down than they normally are. They lose all these guys to the draft and, you know, they always turn to these other five stars that they have loaded up. But this year they're turning to young five stars who are playing against, you know, <laughs> fifth year seniors. And, and so, Sometimes I mean, it's all of your seniors. Yeah, exactly. And so you've got all this and we know that, you know, as you, as you play, you you're talking about all right. Well, how many people on the offensive line are are, are sophomores, freshmen? You know, are, do we have an older offensive line, defensive line? And so that means a lot. And I thought it'd be, uh, be a little goofy. And I think that's what you kind of saw at the end of the year. It's kind of like everybody's raising their hands, going, "I, I don't know, I don't know what to do with all all this mess. How do we how do we interpret this stuff?" So yeah, I, I would like to see like a power index or something. Um, of course, what was the system we had before this one? The BCS. It was, it was just the BCS. Yeah. Well, you know, where they had the computer and all that good stuff. And you're like, well, how do you, how do you fit all this? And I think still then there was like a lot of weight as to the ranking and the ranking is still subject to, all right, well, Opinion. are we really, yeah. Are we, st- are we still just kind of putting people in there? And like I, I mentioned last week with the Boise state thing, uh, they ended up at, at the end of the year in the top 25 and the only team they played was Arkansas and they got slaughtered. But, you know, you, you come in with one loss and, man, they must be good. If we could do away with that kind of goofy thinking, uh, I think we'd, we'd have something. But I don't know. It just kind, of, just kind of gets under my skin for two weeks in a row, apparently. Thanks, Jamie. You're welcome. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> and he's back. Well, we, uh, we also want to talk about uh, something that happened recently. John Madden passed away December 28th. And for a lot of us, probably listening right now. You never saw John Madden as a coach. You only knew him is maybe as a, a broadcaster, uh, Pat Summerall. And and he did a lot of stuff together. That was, <laughs> that was a lot of fun. <laughs> Pat Summerall with his, um, John, you know, just <laughs> like that. But, but, uh, you know, for most of us, it, it was the Madden video game that, that we knew of him, but 
just just for a second, I want to kind of go over some things that uh, that Madden did just in his his career. Uh, Madden at the time, I believe it was 1969. He was the the youngest coach ever to coach an NFL team. He was 32 years old, which is which is fantastic. But you probably heard the stat when everyone was talking about him that he has the best winning percentage of coaches who have coached in at least 100 games. Um, and I think that was like a 70%. I don't know, something like that. It yeah, was, he, I mean, it was like really good. 103 wins to, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty good. Yeah. 100, it seems like it was 103 to 32 and uh, like a, a couple of ties or something. Yeah. And so, I mean, he, he had a really good coaching career. Now, it wasn't that long, but he, he uh, I'll, I'll just tell you this. They, they instantly went to the playoffs when he took over. And I believe it was the second time they got into it. So they, they, they played and they got into the playoffs a lot. But they, I think the stat is, let me see if I can find it here. They lost like five AFC championship games or something like, like they just they kept getting it's, it's almost like the um, the Bills you know getting to getting to the Super Bowl and, and they kept kept losing. I think it was his second time he got got into and and was kind of going a uh, going in there pretty well. Uh, yeah, it was the second time they were playing the Steelers and they're up in the like last fifteen seconds of the game, seven to six, and the Steelers with. Uh, Terry Bradshaw throws a pass down the field. It gets kind of knocked in the air. And then a freshman full or a freshman a rookie fullback by the name of Franco Harris makes what is known now as the immaculate reception. So it bounces off these two guys. Franco Harris catches it, runs it into the end zone with five seconds left. Uh, and, and they lose that game. And so Madden, I didn't realize was a part of that game as well. And and such a uh, and I mean they were they were tearing it up in the the regular season I mean they were coming in like you know, twelve and one thirteen and one whatever whatever they were playing at the time and uh, but just just having some bad luck there and I think you I know you remember the immaculate reception uh, but that was just do you remember anything about I mean Madden quit coaching before we were ever born yeah, yeah he was he was out of the coaching carousel long before we were ever a thought. Um, yeah. But I mean, just the way he coached, like the teams he coached, he like, he personified that Raider mentality. You know, he was, uh, he, I think he was, the players loved playing for him because he, he wasn't going to like just jump down your throat, but, he going to get you when he, he needed to, but you know, he was, <laughs> he wasn't the coach that was like, Oh, you've got to show up to the game suit and tie. He's like, no, you show up and play your butt off and we're good. You know, he was right. that kind of coach. Yeah. What people would call like a player's coach. He was a player's coach. You know, he didn't care, you know, if the player showed up in shorts and flip flops and cut off t-shirt, as long as they were there and gave it 110%, he was good with them. Yeah, that was, and I'll tell you one thing I didn't know that kind of came out of, you know, as I watched some of those tributes and information on Madden, I didn't realize he had, he had been drafted. You know, so he gets, he gets drafted and hurts his knee the first year. And so that's what puts him into coaching in the first place. And so he's, he's a, he's a big guy. I think he coached at San Diego state as well. He ends up, you know, coaching his, uh, uh, coaching the Raiders. 
and coaches them for, I don't know, nine years, something like that. I, I nine, it was yeah. 10. Was it 10? Well, he, I know he finished up in, in 78, but they did, they did get a, uh, a Super Bowl in there as well. So, uh, and then of course goes over to, uh, to broadcasting and, uh, him and, him and Pat Summerall, you've got Pat Summerall. I won't do the, the impression again, but you've got Madden up it up there doing the telestrator and yelling boom, you know, when people get hit and everything else. And so it was entertaining. It was, it was interesting. And, uh, if you've never listened to them, if you're young enough that you never heard them, it'd be interesting to go on YouTube and, uh, and hear them do a little bit. But I think for us, it's just been the Madden football game. It's, it's been, you know, <laughs> The football game, uh, except for 2K, uh, who everybody uh, really likes to talk about. But Madden has been the name in football forever. Right. And so we uh, still to this day, though this year I did buy it and played it like once. So wasn't that fun. What do you remember playing uh, about the Madden football games? Oh, just the the commentary, you know, him and him and Pat Summerall, which interesting little tidbit, Pat Summerall. His name was not Pat. What was it? it his name was George. George Allen Summerall. What? He got the nickname Pat when he was, I believe when he was playing at the, uh, he was a kicker at the University of Arkansas. And they called him Pat because he was money PATs. Oh my goodness. See, I didn't even know that. I'm an Arkansas fan. And Jamie just, Jamie just pulls it up. Now his family was more tied into what the Razorbacks had done. My dad actually went to the university of Arkansas and he could have, I don't know if he could have cared less, but but there was never any talk of old games or anything like that. So, but I had, to, again, I had to go to Jamie's house to even watch satellite. So, you know, we were, we were kind of, you know, out there in the dark. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I remember and one of the most memorable things for me on those Madden games, do you remember in the old Madden, when somebody would get hurt and every once in a while the, the ambulance would come out on the field. Drive over them. <laughs> yeah, it's just, so somebody's down on the field and you're like, oh man, they got hurt. And all of a sudden the ambulance, you see this ambulance and this, I don't know what it was on, the Sega or something. Yeah, you know, it was, it's Sega or Super Nintendo, it was one of the two. Low bit, you know, uh, game console. And all of a sudden you have this ambulance, you know, kind of drive out on the field, knock other players down <laughs> as it's driving, which is so funny. And, and by the way, that just kind of reminds me, it had to have been a Madden, I would think. Uh, was it you? or Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, you, I knew it was you. Well, it wasn't, uh, so, it, I think it was Seth. Okay, I, okay. I, I, I was going to say it was either you or Seth. So we're, play, we're playing uh, this football game, and all of a sudden, we get a penalty, and it says, giving him the business. And I just died laughing. I thought, man, I have dreamed this something. But, but Seth and I, it had to have been Seth, and if it wasn't you, Seth and I heard this. And so I did not know that that was an iconic call uh, from a referee who uh, I think they had all piled up and somebody was punching somebody else or who knows what, you know, you hear all kinds of things about what happens under those piles. But the only thing he could think to say was giving him the business. (laughs) And so they even put that in the game. And so I just love that kind of stuff. I wish they would slip uh, more of that in, in nowadays. Yeah, it was, I've never, never seen it, but I, I, I want to say it's, I've looked it up online and like it's happened to other people. So it's, well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I was a part of that. <laughs> yeah. We, I mean, cause before Madden, I mean, you and I played some stuff. Was it on Nintendo or super Nintendo that you'd roll back and you know, all the numbers were blur. I mean, you couldn't tell whose number was what 
you'd throw a pass and it, and it looked like a punt, but you were zoomed in on the punt and you had no idea where it was going or if anybody was out there. <laughs> I, I think you're referring to a Super Tecmo Bowl on yeah, the Super Nintendo. Yeah. That's one of those where you could get a touchback and do like this one of the shotgun plays where you had like a go route. You could drop back all the way into your end zone wait just a few seconds and throw the ball like a hundred yards down the field. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> like if that receiver was still running, you would throw it as far as he was running. Yeah. There was no throw power, about. throw accuracy. It was just, whoop, there it went. Well, I'm not going to lie. My brother, Thad, he, he did that on a lot more modern games than that. Like every, every pass he would throw, his quarterback was running as far, you know, as fast backwards as he could run, but they still hadn't, you know, fixed it to where that affected your ac- accuracy. So he would do that. It would annoy the dog out of me. So he'd about get sacked. He's running, sprinting backwards, turns around, chunks it, you know, hits a guy in the fingertips for a catch every time. I was like, dude, <laughs> there's no way that would work. And he would just say, Hey, it worked. That's uh, that's a good play. <laughs> so it yeah. drove me nuts. Yeah, but there was, I don't think he can do that anymore. No. Yeah, we had a buddy. I, I think it was NCAA 05. He, you know, he'd get USC. Of course, that's the year they had, you know, Liner and Bush and what's it? Lindell White or whatever, the other running back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he would just line up and go line and hand <laughs> the ball off. And, like, yeah. you could not, like, you pretty much, you had to just, like all out blitz on every play to even, and he would still break it, you know, it's just like, (laughs) Uh, this ain't even right. You know? Well, he should have to vacate those wins. I mean, cause, cause Reggie Bush got paid and he got found out. So, right. Yeah. His, his football playing video game playing career wasn't, wasn't long. You know, it it, it, (laughs) pretty much was just that one game. And and it was always, I got USC. (laughs) <laughs> here we go again see and that takes me back to the cincinnati thing you know i mean all of a sudden hey you, we're gonna play i'm gonna play a cincinnati well i'll play as i'll play as the all madden team <laughs> i'll play as the all oh, what is that fair no it's not fair i don't i don't think it ever made it to the episode i, I recorded last week's a couple of times i wasn't happy with it wasn't happy how it flowed i felt kind of clunky and one of the things I talked about, you, you remind me if, if I actually said it in the episode, but I have no idea whether Nick Saban's a good coach <laughs> because he has the best talent year in and year out. And so it's just one of those things where, oh my goodness. I mean, even when, when I saw an interview with Jalen Hurts, who uh, he was a quarterback for Alabama, you know, had Tua uh, Tango Valoa there as well. Jalen ends up, he's like, man, I want to play quarterback. I've got a transfer. And so he has a conversation with Nick Saban and Nick tells him you need to go somewhere with the best players. Well, you know, there's no mystery to that. <laughs> we, we know it, I, I, but I have, you know, Nick Saban's going to go down as the best college football coach ever. And I don't know whether he is or not. He's he, I just no Chad. I just know Chad Morris isn't. He, by the way. <laughs> he's, he, I don't even know if he's a good high school coach, <laughs> but uh, now, speaking of uh old Madden team, uh, back to John Madden, I have seen um, some suggestions online that the all-pro team that the NFL announces every year should be called the all-Madden team. See, that'd be awesome. 
for all that for all that he's done for the game. Oh right. yeah. Which I don't know. That also brings me to the you hear about Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Watson? No, no. Uh, Deshaun Jackson. He's a... He's oh, yeah, the wide receiver? Wide receiver for the Raiders had, like, yeah. some custom cleats made, you know, honoring John Madden and the NFL. Made him take them off before the game. Said he could not wear those. And I understand it's it's against the rule, but you, you could have overlooked it for one game. That's, that's, that's my opinion. It's like, hey... You know what? Should just say, "Hey, if y'all want to do something to honor Madden this week, have at it." I mean, that would see, been- and I don't, I don't understand that rule though, because you know that comes up every once in a while. Like, I need to look. I didn't ever look to see if he did it, but I think Alvin Kamara posted something about wearing some cleats, and he said, "You know what? If they find me, I'll match it and send it to charity or something." Yeah, uh, I think it was like every year. I think he wears like Christmas cleats. Yeah, you know? did he do it? I, I think so. Okay. I, I saw that he was going to. I just never never saw anything else about it. But I don't know why Deshaun Jackson didn't, why they didn't let him do it. But Right. Well, that's what I don't understand about it. I don't, I don't understand, you know, if it's something obscene or something, but my goodness, you know, let him. I don't even think it was. I, it, yeah, I've, I've got a picture of it here. I, I would think you could set up some rules about, you know, hey. You know, no political things or right, which, you know, I something mean, like that. They, but I think they've already had those because they do it once a week or w- not once a week, once one week out of the year uh, where they allow the players to wear custom cleats and like oh, pro- so I didn't proceeds know go to the charity of their choice or whatever. And that's kind of, but no, these were, we these were like all black cleats with like a white toe and it just said John Madden on the side and 1936 to 2021. You know, that's all it was there. There was nothing flashy about them. There was nothing just outrageous. I mean, they're even in the color scheme for the uniform. You know, it's not like they were just outrageous. These, you know, gold plated or anything like that. They were just plain black cleats with like a a white or silver toe. But he did. He didn't end up wearing them, right? Nope. Took them Man. off. See, that's crazy. Right. I don't know. I, I just I don't get some of those things. Maybe maybe there's something else that I don't think of, but <laughs> I don't know. Something like that, where I mean, you're talking about you're talking about elevating the brand. I mean, and and pointing to people that have done that with, with Madden. I I just don't get that. Especially if you're pointing inward, <laughs> right? Somebody should write NFL on their cleats and you'll see, you'll see if they, see if they find them national football. I love the NFL or the national football league. Fine. Okay. They probably would. That's, that's just some of the, the stupid things that the NFL does. I mean, it's just you, some of the things you're like scratching your head over and you're like, this doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And like, like you saying, Madden was an ambassador for this sport for most of our life. I mean, he was mm-hmm. in that broadcast booth. I don't know how many Sundays, you know, right. Cause he finished coaching in 78. Yeah. And I mean, he, it what he pretty much made the jump instantly. So I mean, uh-huh. he did, he was there all our life. 
for the most part. Yep. I mean, I know he retired what a few years back, mm-hmm. but I mean, the Madden game, how much popularity has that brought the league? Exactly. I mean, that's where I learned the majority about how to play football was the Madden games was those games. Yeah, me too. Genesis and on up through, but yeah, I don't, I don't know why you couldn't have turned a blind eye, you know, like, Oh, didn't see those. Exactly. I'm trying to honor Madden. Yeah. He was an ambassador of the game and ground travel. <laughs> no, no airplanes. I always thought that was interesting as they showed the, the Madden bus or whatever. I, and I, that is like actually one of the reasons why he got out of coaching. He, he, he got tired oh, really? of traveling by plane. Uh, he just, I, I read that it was like, he, he said one time he'd had a panic attack and, and then it was more about uh, just being claustrophobic as much as anything. Yeah. Yeah. He, and some of those planes, some of those planes are much more claustrophobic, make you feel a lot more claustrophobic than others. And, and we're talking about in, this is in the late seventies as well too, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure air travel has been upgraded since then, you know, but yeah, I hope so. And it was, it was just because the, it was more and more, the league was expanding, you know, you, you're having more travel across country. And he was just like, you know what? I'll just, uh, I'll ride my bus. I wonder what the chances are that Madden was playing his own video game in the bus. I mean, that's, that's a baller move right there. <laughs> oh, I'm sh- I'm sure it was probably in the bus. Now, how much he played it, I don't know. <laughs> I tell you, you know, if I would have been Summerall or whoever, you know, Al Michaels later on, you know, doing doing the broadcast with him, you know, I respect what he wanted to do there, but I would probably call him when I got home every time after my flights. <laughs> like, hey, John, where are you? <laughs> well, I'm I'm still about seven states away. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, oh, don't like it, you don't like it. <laughs> He didn't care. <laughs> yeah, he didn't care. He did his thing. That was, that was a lot of fun. And it was cool to see some of the older videos, you know, where he's he's doing doing things. Because it has been a while. You, you blink and, you know, we hear this growing up. Time time goes fast. And now I'm trying to tell my kids that. And when I blink next, they'll be telling their their kids that. <laughs> so it just, it just happens. One of the things happening right now in theaters now is Spider-Man. No way home. Now we are not going to give any spoilers about this. So you don't have to, hopefully you don't have to turn anything off. I will edit it out. How about that? So, so no worries here. Uh, Jamie had told me he wanted to talk about it. And so I was like, man, I haven't even seen it yet. So uh, my wife and I had a little uh, date to go see it. And I'll tell you one of the things, Jamie, that I was pleasantly surprised because there's a, there's a movie theater, a showbiz movie theater, 10 minutes from me. And I haven't been, I've lived here since July and I have not been. And I just kind of had this, oh, I bet it's not great, you know, kind of feel to it, you know, just a thought in my mind. And it is fantastic. So it's got, it's got the, you know, reserve your seat. It's got the big plush seats. The only thing it doesn't have are the reclining seats. So it, it's super wide and I'm a big guy, so I appreciate that. But it's super, even super wide for me and it can lean back and there's way more leg room than you even need. And it's just amazing. So the, the, actually the theater we set in had the, um, the, I think it's the SDX sound where you've got the Dolby Atmos. So you've got big speakers all along the wall in the front, on the ceiling, on the back of the wall, you know, facing back. So you're getting, you're able to get sound from everywhere. 
And it was just, just, just from that standpoint was a fantastic day. Uh, now, uh, I'll talk about the movie in just a second, but it made me, it made me remember I took, I took a youth group. So in my last church, I worked a lot with, uh, some youth and we went to one up in Benton, Arkansas. And, and so I've got a bunch of, of youth kids, teenagers, and all during the movie, it was one, it's one of those places where you can sit, you can recline, you can order food all during the movie, which is awesome by the way but they kept bringing the food or drink to the wrong place. They kept bringing it to my kids from a different theater and it was always alcohol. <laughs> so I don't know how many times I had to, I had to tell them that number one, they're underage. They can't do this, you know, but I've got the, I've got the youth group there and they keep trying to bring all, I'm, I guarantee you in one movie sitting, it happened five times. It was comical. I mean, it was like, okay, hold on, hold on just a sec. Let's, let's talk about this. But those those places are are fantastic. But I'll I'll let you you go first with what you want to say about Spider Man. I just I just want to touch on the subject you uh, bringing home a bunch of kids. You know, had three or four drinks at a movie theater and having to explain that away. <laughs> like I don't know what yeah. happened. <laughs> he took us there. I thought it was all free, and they kept bringing it, so we just kept drinking it. I had three myself. <laughs> don't look at me john's drunk too oh yeah that'd be wonderful john's drunk and looking for a job ladies and gentlemen oh but yeah back to the movie um of course you know our theater has the the big plush recliners that you know the electric recliners those those are nice um yeah i don't know how we ever watched movies in the old little flip down seats where you're like Fight, see that, fighting the that, guy over, you know, the armrest next to you or, you know, see that and th- that and telephones are, are our generations walking in the, in the snow, both ways, you know, uphill to school, you know, our, I tell my, tell my kids, Hey, when daddy was young, all the phones were connected to the wall. <laughs> Look at you like you're nuts, you know, yeah, if you had, a, what, if, what were y'all doing back then? If you had a cordless phone, you were uptown. Exactly. Uh, but actually one of the theaters, there's two theaters here. One of them actually still has, it doesn't even have like the high back reclining seats. It's got the old stadium style row of seats, you know, mm-hmm. which gosh, I think that's one of the first movies I went and watched was with you. I believe I, th- I think it was men in black one year and it was at that very theater and it was like when it was brand new and we were like 12. So this theater's <laughs> like, 20 plus years old. Right. So yeah, they haven't changed a thing. Uh, I think it's still the same carpet and everything. So there's no, uh. what all is going on there, but, uh, <clears throat> Spider-Man, no way home. Uh, <clears throat> it, it delivered it, uh, it lived up to the hype. Uh, uh, it's probably up there, probably top three, of my favorite Marvel movies that have been produced. Uh, of course I'm, I'm a Spider-Man fan. I like Spider-Man. I collect Spider-Man comics, you know, so it, 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 it delivered, um, without going into any detail. Um, an amazing movie. Um, so yeah, go check it out. Well, and, and we heard that if you, if you're a follower of the, the heavy set, podcast we've got 
couple of friends on that as well. And, and they said the same thing. And, and really that was my reminder to go see it because it, holidays are just nuts anyway. So I, I just forgotten about it really. And so when they were talking about how, how impactful it was and just go see it type of thing, just like you said, like, okay, I, I do need to go see this. And then that's what I would say about this. That, you know, a lot of, a lot of Marvel movies, especially if you're smart enough by now, people, stay for the end credits and see, see the, the end scenes, whatever they're setting up next. Uh, a lot of times you walk out of there just with your kind of mind exploding on what, what's coming up next or, you know, where are they going with this? And I would say that is absolutely the case with this. Now this is not just the end end scenes for this movie, but the whole movie that you kind of see a vision for their plans, what's going to happen, not what's going to happen, but kind of, just a big picture of, Oh, okay. And I, I would just echo what Jamie said. It is, it is a great movie. I, I have been planning to, uh, to show my, my oldest son and uh, take him. And so we actually have, have tickets for tomorrow at 1230. So I'm going to get to see it twice. Hopefully always when the, those movies are good like that, I want to see them multiple times. I, I want to kind of process that. Yeah. You're not complaining about going and watching it again. No. And, and he's gonna, uh, he's gonna love it as well. And I know that, uh, we're not spoiling anything when we say Dr. Strange is in the movie cause he's on all the, all the uh, yeah. art for it and everything. Yeah. He's in a trailer. So if you don't know Dr. Strange is in the movie, you've literally been <laughs> under a rock. Yeah. That is not, that is not a spoiler. Uh, if you even look up Spider-Man, uh, no way home, you're going to see Dr. Strange, but he's a big Dr. Strange fan once we watch that one. And so I think he's just going to love it for that. But there's so many things that happen and and just kind of kind of get you a bit, like I said, built up, not only just enjoying this movie, but just kind of trying to process what's coming next and and how they're going to do this. Because, you know, after Endgame, you kind of wondered, all right, what do you do now? Yeah, where do we go from here? Yeah, you've got you've got Captain America who's, who's you know, given his shield away. Uh, you had uh, Black Widow, who is now dead. Oh, are we giving away in game spoilers? Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert Sorry. After the effect, if you haven't listened, if you haven't watched now, you're, you're not going to watch and, and, and you're, you're probably not even listening to this podcast. If you haven't watched that, uh, but, but anyway, yeah, guys talking about oh, exactly. Yeah. Hey, I want to, let me skip to this part of the episode. Oh my gracious. They spoiled it for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, you just kind of like, okay, well here's the, and I think they had a, they kind of had a, a vision for it. That was the end of what, what they, what they talk about. Like that was the end of their like phase four. Their, yeah. Yeah. That phase. That's what they call it. You know, here's the end of the phase and you're like, well, okay, well, what happens? What happens now? Uh, so, uh, but anyway, this, this kind of gets you tuned up for, for what's in the works. And, and so uh, again, I would say exactly what Jamie said, go watch it. Hey, if you can find a, a good theater, like Jamie's talking about, go do that. If you're in Arkansas, I know you can get it in Hot Springs and Benton. I don't know if Texarkana is stepped up yet. Last time I was there, it was still just the the high back reclining seats, which there's nothing wrong with those. Yeah, yeah. Com- compared, yeah, <laughs> compared, compared to compared to what we used to sit on. Yeah. And by the time we get through telling this story, it will be like a broken down metal chair, you know, in <laughs> a greasy broken down metal chair. Mine, mine was a plastic chair with three legs. What are you talking about? <laughs> in a smoke filled room. <laughs> yeah. Co- and flashlights going by every, every five minutes, checking tickets. That's what it was. Co- covered with dirt and mo- motor oil for some strange reason. <laughs> yeah. 
Exactly. We don't understand any of it, but we watch movies that way. Yeah. So go, go see that movie and, and hopefully here soon enough, we can be able to talk about spoilers. I, I, I do not want to spoil anything for anyone because to me, that's the, and that's why I had to go watch it quickly. When Jamie said that, I thought, Oh yeah, it has been way too long. I've let it go too long before something gets spoiled for me. You, you've got two weeks. I'm putting y'all on countdown. You've got two weeks. <laughs> you got two weeks. If you're listening to this, Jamie, Jamie's saying two weeks and then it's coming out. No, we'll, uh, we'll let that run for a while, but I am looking forward to my, my next stop in there uh, tomorrow. So uh, we wanted to end the episode with the, I don't know. I really enjoy this, this segment when we talk about fan or flop. And today we both have uh, some fan things we want to talk about. Jamie for a while, and we haven't, we haven't uh, uh, done the podcast for a long time, but Jamie and I keep up uh, even when we're not talking to each other this way. And Jamie, for a while, you have had a 3D printer, and every once in a while you send me a picture of something you have made. Tell me about that. Well, it's a, it's a 3D printer. And it, Thank you. And it, it, it prints things in 3D. Wonderful. And that's all the time we have for today. <laughs> But no, it's um, what I have. I have a uh, Creality Ender 3 uh, version 2, which is kind of more your, your what they refer to as a, a hobbyist, which, I mean, that's all, all I am. Uh, basically, if you don't know anything about 3D printers, you got a big spool of uh, plastic filament, and it goes through the machine and basically... You have a uh, a file that tells the printer where to put this melted plastic, and then basically it you can make different things. Uh, I've made a pretty good size little Spider Man emblem. Uh, I've made a Batman emblem. Um, I've made a I got a little rack for my my headphones here. I'll turn it so you can see it, John, right, right there. Oh heck yeah! Attached to the wall. Um, just little things here and there, which I haven't really just dived just a whole lot into it. Um, just because I've been so busy and usually I've got to fight with it for about 20 minutes to get all of it set right because it's, they're very, uh, they're not plug and play. Um, it's something you've got to, you've got to make sure your, your bed is level and your, nozzle is you know so far from the bed and it's it's there's a little bit of work of just even getting it to print well now now you're a fan of it and now i'm thinking about going and leaving a, a random terrible review on one that sounds horrible no but, but what you have made what i can see what everybody else can't is uh uh it looks pretty awesome and and especially when you make functional things like that that's awesome oh yeah i've made a little uh i've got a little batman shelf bracket i'm fixing to make a couple more so i can gonna redo like my my funko to pop displays i'm gonna put them on that um made a couple of other things made a little bottle opener um mm-hmm. for my wife like you know and the kids like mainly the kids because they'd be like hey open this well they can just pop it on and gives them a little extra leverage to get that cap off where they're not bugging us all the time to open this, open this, open this. Oh, there you go. So, yeah. That's cool. 
Well, I, I don't know if I'll ever end up with one of those. Maybe when, I don't know I, if I, if I could figure out a lot of things I would want to, to make with it, I would go after it. Now it does take a long time to print, right? Uh, depends. Depends on the, okay. uh, the size. Uh, I'm fixing to try to undertake a, uh, a print, uh, that's going to take a while because I've got to print it in sections. Uh, I don't know when I'm going to get to that, but what I'm going to try to print is, uh, Glamdring, the, the Gandalf sword from Lord of the Rings and just the, uh, the hilt part, uh, the cross guard, whatever you want to call it. Uh, just that piece is like an eight hour print. Wow. Wow. But I mean, it's going to be like it. I, I have to print it like at an angle on my print bed just to get it to fit. So good it, it's good. It's going to be like, and there's like little pins you print where you can like glue it all together and make a full size sword. So yeah, I'm, uh, that's, I think that's the, the biggest piece that takes the most time the others are probably four to five hours i think is what i according to my the the program i use to what they call slice it uh but yeah it's i mean it's cool you can make i've seen several different things that you can make um there's a website you can go to called thingiverse.com mm-hmm. and like it's a whole bunch of like free free files that you can download and then do what you need to do and make what you want to make. Uh, one of the, one of the kids there, uh, I'm going to print him a, uh, a duck call. He's wanting a duck call. So I can actually print that, uh, in, even the read like for it. So it's pretty that's neat, awesome, which that's what I, I try. I was trying to work on that yesterday, but I, couldn't get it to uh, cooperate. Well, I think, I think what you need to do is once we, once we cross into 10,000 subscribers, you can give away one of those swords. Uh, That may be next week. Oh, in about 10 years, something like that. (laughs) I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll have one printed by then. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Just the hilt of the sword is, is eight hours. So the rest of it, a couple of, couple of years. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's something I don't like to leave going while I'm not here because if it messes melting plastic, <laughs> yeah, it's melting plastic one. And, uh, yeah. Cause I mean, the nozzle gets up to, uh, 200 degrees Celsius, which I'm not sure exactly what that is in Fahrenheit, but it's hot. Uh, cause I know like a hundred degrees is boiling. So, you know, take boiling water and double it. That's how hot it is. Um, Ooh. and plus if it messes up and like it comes off the print bed or whatever, and you just got a big heaping mess on your hands. I yeah, imagine. Yeah. Go to YouTube and just search for 3d printer fails and you will see why I don't like to leave it unattended. And I'm going to do that right, right after we get finished with this. That I ha- I have not seen those, but I can only imagine what that what that's like. Well, I, you guys go get a, a 3D printer. The one thing I wanted to talk about today is a what I'm a fan of. I just want to encourage you if you're a slow adopter, go out and find a food truck. 
Now I'm kind of late to the party on this deal. You know, I've seen people get excited about food trucks and, and actually even in, in rural Southwest Arkansas, where we moved from, uh, our favorite close to us hibachi place, which is rare where we were anyway, uh, actually moved from a, uh, a brick and mortar into a, Oh, he's showing me a picture right now. That is crazy. Yeah. Well, they moved from a brick and mortar into a food truck. And so, uh, they moved down to Texarkana. And so my wife would, when she would go down for, for work at times, she would bring back some of, uh, some of the food from that food truck. It was always fantastic. But down here, down here, we've got a, a lot of different options, especially the closer into Houston you go. And when my, my brother-in-law visited me, he said, man, we've got a, we need to, he said, I found a food truck. I found a taco truck. We need to go. And it was, it was a lot of fun because we got there and they were just kind of like on their own time schedule, but everyone was already lined up and, and being a taco truck, I wonder, well, what is this? You know, and it was a lot of Hispanic people lined up so that, yeah, we were both like, yes, this is going to be good. You know, cause you, you want to see, you want to see the people that it's made for, you know, liking it. And we just, we had a lot of stuff, I even ate uh, beef tongue. So I had never tried that before. I thought, Hey, let's be adventurous. And so we did that. So I, I told you guys last week we'd been on vacation. So when we were down there, we hit up another taco truck and it was wonderful as well. So look for a food truck, get out and see if you can't, uh, can't find something awesome. Now I'm on the hunt for those things. My brother-in-law is always, always looking for them. We, we actually ate a bunch of good food on that, on that trip. And I'll talk more about it later, but that was, that was one of the highlights was going to a, a food truck and uh, getting some things. And it's always the, the mystery sauce, and especially at a taco truck. If it's red, you're going, all right, well, how hot is this? And you know, that first dip into your mouth and, and the other person's coughing, you know, okay, I'll avoid that for now. Yeah. There's a, there's actually a couple of spots up here that where like the food trucks go and they just park. Um, and yeah, doesn't change just, just kind of a normal location. Yeah. Like, I mean, I wouldn't, they're not so much food trucks as food trailers, I guess you would say. Yeah, I got you. But, uh, I mean, yeah, there's like, there's one there on, uh, which I'm going to say this when only about three people maybe that are listening. Uh, they're on Airport Road. Mm-hmm. Got hot like, Springs. Yeah, in Hot Springs. It's got about four different places, which one of them is a pizza place that was brick and mortar and they closed down because of COVID and now they're in a food truck, which, you know, what's your biggest overhead is that's going to be rent on a building and yep. pretty much... 90% of people, when I order pizza, what do I do? I get it to go or get it delivered, you know? So that right. just, you know, makes a lot well, of and sense I think, there. Oh yeah. Especially like you said, a, a pizza place, you know, nowadays, most of them are, are not making, you know, we, we grew up where you had the pizza hut where you had a bunch of tables and, you know, had, had a, a big salad bar and all this. And now you know, I went to Papa John's who just, just opened up just basically in my neighborhood here. A uh, bunch of houses, and then as you exit the neighborhood, right there before you even exit is a Papa John's, and their their place when you walk in the door is about I don't know ten by ten maybe you know it's you're you're not you're not coming there to eat you're getting it or you're calling them to deliver it to you, 
And, and so I, I think most people are doing that anyway. And you're right. I mean, you eliminate all that overhead. And so if you guys have never tried one, Hey, step out and, and try one, look for good reviews, obviously see, see what's good, but you know, branch out a little bit. I, it took me way too long. I'm kind of embarrassed. And it's also a good thing too, because like I was saying, you know, if you've got several different options in one spot, you know, you got those nights where I don't really know what I'm craving or if I'm craving Italian and my wife's craving Chinese, you know, well, right next to that pizza trailer is a hibachi or, you know, Japanese, you know, or Asian food or, you know, anything like that. So, I mean, you've got options, especially if you find like a place where there's multiple food trucks. It's a, it's a mobile food court. Yeah. That's basically what it is. <laughs> now, now with, uh, with all the malls in the state they're in, that may, that reference may not last very long. I don't know. That's <laughs> a, that's a mobile food court now. Well, we, uh, I'll tell you what, it's been a, a treat for me to not have to speak this whole time while we're, while we're on this episode. Uh, glad that glad. Don't, don't lie. You enjoyed it. <laughs> oh yeah. It is all about me. <laughs> I, I'm glad you're back, Jamie. And, and I hope you guys, the listener have gotten some kind of entertainment I wish you could have seen some of the looks Jamie gave me and different things that would have been, that would have been helpful for you. Uh, but I hope, I hope this has been uh, been a good time. Something that you, you learned or laughed at, or uh, maybe now you'll try a food truck or a 3d printer. Who knows? But uh, for Jamie Tipton, I'm John Gunter. You guys have a great week and we'll see you later. Peace out.